theyeshiva.net. So we say in the Haggadah, on the night of Pesach, explaining the Pesach, where Hashem says in Parashas Boy, Vavarti, Ve'eretz Mitzrayim, Balayla Azevi, Kesi Kolbchoyer, etc. I will pass through Egypt on this night, preparing the Jewish people for redemption. And the Haggadah says, Vavarti, I'm going to pass. It's Ani, it's me, myself. Ani Veloy Malach. Ani Veloy Sarov. Ani Veloy Shliach. Ani Hu Veloy Acher. Me and not an angel, me and not a, even a higher angel, and me and not an emissary. Me, myself, me and no other, nobody else. Ani Hu Veloy Acher. What's this? What's the emphasis on Ani Hu Veloy Acher? It's me, it's nobody else. It's not a Malach, it's not a Sarov. It's not a shliach. And this should, this should not be taken lightly. Because Chazal tell us, Rashi brings it, that uh, Hashem wouldn't even speak to Moshe in Mitzrayim. Prophecy was not to be communicated in Egypt because it was a f- city filled with uh, idolatry, with avodas gilulim, with idolatry, and therefore he wouldn't even communicate his prophecy to Moshe in Egypt, in the land itself. But here, it says, I'm going to come in myself. Nobody else. I'm not going to send, I'm not going to send anybody else. I'm not going to send any emissaries. On one level, it represents the fact that uh, even though the Rebbeinu Shalom says, I usually don't want to come into such a place because it's a, it's depraved, it's, it's filthy, but I have to save my child. In order to save my child, I'll go down into the lowest places in order to get them out. I'll break the regular rules of I don't go to these places because I want to get my child out. Sometimes a person's child is in a difficult situation, physically or spiritually, emotionally or psychologically. You might tell yourself, I don't go to these places, sorry, (laughs) I can't end up in these places. I don't go down so low. This is too far from me. But that's not what a father does. A father or mother says, Ani, I'm going to go myself. I'm not going to send a shliach. I'm not going to send anybody. I'm going to go myself. Because this is deeper than everything else. This is more relevant and more important than everything else. And there's a big lesson in this itself. Sometimes you see parents who are very hesitant to uh, go out of their comfort zone in order to be able to be there for their child because this is too far for me. Now it's difficult. It's, it's going into Mitzrayim. It's not an easy place to go. But that night of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim and God himself didn't want to reveal himself there to Moshe. There's no prophecy there. But this night... This night, the rules break. <laughs> he breaks the rules and he goes into that very depraved place. Anihu, I myself go. I don't send anybody else. And I take out my child. I take my child out. It's interesting, I also mentioned another place where the rules break. is when it came down with, with the lifters. The father breaks up the rules in the yeah. house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where Moshe learned it from. 
On a deeper level, though, on a deeper level, the Balatanya explains here, only I could go myself. Nobody else can go. If I send a malach or a sadaf or a shliach, they'll be swept up. They can't go. Why? Right. Yeah. If I send anybody else, exactly, they may get swept up. And also, they may not even see the difference because the Jews themselves were in a very uh, difficult place. So they may not see the full potential. And because they may not see the full potential, they may just give up on them. So that's a deeper reason. I mean, it's all connected why I myself have to go. I will not get lost in this dark. The darkness will not become a fog that will eclipse the true vision of who these people are, of who the Jewish people are. I have to go myself. And then yet on a deeper level, a continuation, but on a deeper level, in the oasis of, of uh, in the language of this Maimer, is when Ani, when I will emerge, then even in the lowest, lowest darkness, there is, could be absolute connection. There could be absolute unification. There's no place that is too remote and too distant. Because, As David HaMelech says, darkness will not constitute a blockage for you. Night will shine like day, like darkness, like light. And therefore, if I go up, if I go up to heaven, you're there. But if I go down to Sha'el, to the lowest place, you're also there. Because Gam only when it comes to Ani, then the Choshech has absolutely no space. It does not occupy space. It does not become confusing or disturbing or overwhelming. It doesn't create a blockage in any form. And therefore I can go into that place and not only not get swept up by the fog and by the toxicity and by the energy. Huh? Of the black hole. Right. We can't do anything in there. But... Yeah, yeah. When you go beyond the, the end horizon into the black hole, you get swept up. Right? Very good, Marshall. But uh, from the black hole, I will take you out. And as he explained, it's only when Ani comes out that the the whole Ein Soif could come out even to Li, because it's there, Matzah, because we have Moichin the Abba, not only Moichin the Ima, so Asa Asha. Shem comes in even to Asiya, Li, where I am, to be taken out of Mitzrayim. And that's why the Haggadah is always about the four children. That's why the Haggadah is about the four children. And one of the Hanachas of this Maimer, the Mittler Rebbe's transcript of this Maimer, he says this clearly. That's why the Haggadah is about the four children. It's not like we think, there's four children, so we have to speak to them. No. This is right in the beginning of the Haggadah. If the Haggadah is the real Haggadah, it must speak to all four children. The four children represent the four worlds. The Chachem, the Tam, the Sheni Yedei and the Rasha, the Rizal says represent the four worlds. Atzilas, Bri, Yitzira, On Pesach, how do you know it's Pesach? When you could touch all of the four children. The Chachem, who's Atzilas, Chachma. And then you have the Tam, and you have the Sheni Yedei and then you have even the Rasha, the rebellious one. And each one you could speak to. 
V'higadat ha-levincha b'ayoyim ahu le'emer, b'avur za'asa Hashem li b'tzeisim ha-mitzrayim. If it's Zeph, you're dealing with the true Ani, then it reaches everywhere. There's no darkness that becomes a mechitza shalbarza, that becomes a wall that it doesn't reach. So what's the sign, what's the very energy of Pesach? That each child is touched, each child is spoken to. There's no such a thing, this child is out of the pale, is out of the realm. If it's that, then it's not Pesach. Then it's not Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Then you're stuck in Malachim and Srafim and... <laughs> but but you must, you're stuck in your angels. And angels, any gilui from Ilava Alul, Taka has its limits. It can't go to a certain place. It can go lower and lower and lower and lower, but then there's a stop. But when you come to that place of Kachashecha Ka'ira, where darkness is just like light. But even more than that, light is just like darkness. Because even the highest light. <laughs> is completely, infinitely remote from the truth of the Ein Saif. So when that Ein Saif comes out, it can touch and reach every single person and every single state. There's no state where you say, but look at me, I'm too filthy, I'm too dirty. <coughs> so that's the Anivaloi Malach, Anivaloi Saraf, Anivaloi Shliach, the Malach, he said, is, is, is Asiya, and the Saraf the, the is Yitzira, and the, the Shliach is Briya. And then there's Hani, and then Atzilus itself you have, and that's why we say The matzah that we eat is because of ma, because of chachma, But there is a difference because the first year around they only had to be commanded the first night, and that was enough. That was enough. The abed, the chachma of the first day, was enough to already affect all of the seven days automatically. The presence of Moshe's chachma and Aaron is chachma. The clouds of Aaron, that was enough that the bitl, the energy of Chachma, should enlighten all of the seven middas, should infuse its truth in all of the seven middas. The matzah that we eat, which is not only the first night, but we continue the seven days with this mitzvah to eat, that not to have chametz, is Lashum Shalei Hispik. By them, the mitzvah was enough for the first day. Lay Hispik Betsekas, the dough could not become chametz. Why? Shanigla Leia Melech Malchem Lachem Akadish Baruch. What's Melech Malchem Lachem Akadish Baruch? That it wasn't just a gilui of the Pchina of Melachim or the Pchina of Malche, but the Melech Malchem Lachem Akadish Baruch was revealed, and therefore it can travel through Malche and through Hamalachim all the way down, meaning till Asiya Bavurzas Hashem Li, and from there comes the redemption, and hence there was no place or person who could not be touched if they were open to it. Of course, you have to be open to it. You have to be, you have to be wanting. You have to be ready. Even by Yitzias Mitzrayim, the Jews who didn't want to leave didn't leave. They had to be, they had to be open. Let's go further now inside. Last Makkah was before Hashem himself. Vavarti, yeah, that's what we say in the God of Vavarti, me myself. Anivaloi Malach, Anivaloi Saraf. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It says Vavarti, Barit Mitzrayim, Vikesi, yeah. Yeah. Vahibachatsi Alayla, yeah. At midnight. The Yes, he said in the beginning of the Maimed, it's a Gemarim Psachim of Tzadik Vav. Tzadik Vav Amad Aleph and Tzadik Vav Amad Beis, you could look. 
the Mishnah discusses what's the difference between the first Pesach and the perpetual Pesach. So already Hashem told Moshe that for all generations it should be for seven days. That's clear. And that answers the big question. That answers the big question. The Gemara learns it out from the Pesukim over there, but that answers the big question. Why do we say that the reason we eat matzah is because they didn't have a chance to bake the, the dough? It's like you'll tell me the reason we eat matzah on the second or third day of Pesach is we really want to eat chametz, but you were chased out of the house. So you didn't have a chance to bake the dough. That's not the reason. If you weren't chased out of the house, they couldn't bake chametz. They weren't allowed to. It was Pesach. It's Pesach of the Welt. How could they bake chametz? Let's say they weren't expelled. Let's say the Egyptians say, you know what, you could sit on the Nile and have vacation on the Nile for another three years. They still couldn't eat chametz. L'chayr. The answer is they actually could have. They could have baked chametz on the first day before they left Mitzrayim and eat it that night from Alava Malka. <laughs> Chalamayit party. The Chalamayit party, the first night of Chalamayit, could have been a big chametz party. Imagine. <laughs> the problem is, like, hispik. <laughs> They didn't have a chance. The Egyptians threw them out so they had to throw the dough into the oven. It had to bake fast and leave. They couldn't leave it on the, they couldn't leave it out to ferment, to, to, uh, to become leaven. Chametz takes time. You have to rise. It has to rise. The enzymes have to be released. It's a, it's a leavening process. It's a, chametz is a chemical process. The chemical process takes time. Lohispik. But if not lohispik, they could have. So the pshat is, because the Issa was only one day, so they could have taken had chametz for the next days. But because Lehispik, so they went out with matzah, they didn't have chametz. They didn't go out with ragalach and babkas, they didn't have that. All they had was their matzah and it wasn't chametz. What is this in Pnimius? What does it represent spiritually? Sometimes you're given a mitzvah to do something. You're told to do something or not to do something. We have a mitzvah not to eat chametz for seven days. Or in, our, in the diaspora, eight days, because of the doubts with the days the way it used to be before the calendar was established. So it's eight days. We have a mitzvah, a iser, a prohibition, not to eat chametz for seven days, and instead to eat matzah, if you want to eat bread, if you want to eat uh, carbs. If you want to eat bread, matzah, you eat matzah, not chametz. They didn't have a mitzvah. It was lehispic. What does this mean spiritually? There was no opportunity for it. There was no potential for it. They were in such a space and an environment where there was no opportunity there was no, nothing in the ear that allowed the experience of chametz psychologically, emotionally, spiritually to emerge. Lehispik. It just couldn't happen. There was no time for it. Spiritually, when we mean there was no time for it, means there was nothing that allowed for it to happen because in the presence, in the presence of complete truth, there's no room for any form of detachment and alienation and egotism that only comes when in the Lashon of the Maimer, Moichin the Abba is eclipsed when it's concealed. In the presence of uh, the true energy of Ayin, so then the Yesh could never be divorced from that Ayin. So therefore, they didn't have to be told, even if they weren't told, even if they weren't commanded, there was just no Chametz. There was no Chametz. Sometimes you're in an environment where nobody is capable of doing certain things. They don't have to be told not to do certain things. It doesn't even, it's not entertained. It's not part of the equation. It's not, you could do it and I have to tell you, don't do it because if I don't tell you, you're going to do it. That's today. You say, don't eat chametz for seven days. In other words, we have to work on continuing the light of the first night throughout all the seven middas 
to the chesed, gvurah, teferes, that a person's identity should be infused and aligned with moichad abba. That's the mitzvah of, of, of matzah seven days. Matzos ye ochel shivas hayom. You gotta feed the seven days with matzah. By then they didn't have to be commanded. The matzah was infusing the seven days automatically, instinctively, because of the entire nature of the reality. Is it in each individual's brain that's happening, or is it the actual energy that comes out that's happening? That's a wonderful question. Is it in an individual, or is it collective? I'll give you the classic Jewish answer, and that is both. <laughs> Meaning, of course there's a collective energy that we tap into, but you know, each neshama has its own, uh, its own unique, its own unique hasag, its own unique shayrish, its own unique relationship, its own unique struggles, its own unique experience. Noida basha'arim ba'ila, ah? Yeah, yeah, like the Alter Rebbe brings from Zoyar. Noida basha'arim ba'ila, right? Her husband, Noida basha'arim, Noida from the word das, for Adam yodes chava. Right. One connects with their husband in different measurements. The the intimacy between a Jew who's considered the spouse and Baila, the husband is always Basha'arim. It comes in Shiurim. It comes in measurements. Shiurim. Why is it that liberation, our liberation, is always connected with shiurim? Kazesim, mit reviyasim, mit chatsi kazesim, with two kazesim, with three kazesim. Yeah, what does it have to do with cheras? Because part, part of liberty is understanding that it's shiurim. Noida basharim baila, kol chad lufim, shirudalei, you know? It has to be according to my shear. It has to be a shear. I say there with a shear. Okay, so now we come to the next step. Achlohaven, right? It's page twenty-four, around ten lines from the bo- from the bottom, the first column. Line starts v'zel inyan ani v'loy malach achlohaven. Achlohaven mashakasav ani hu to understand why he finishes in the Haggadah, it's me and nobody else. Who is this Acher? You already said, no Malachim, no Serafim, no Shluchim, nobody is allowed here. I'm going in myself. This is not the, I'm not appointing a COA. I'm not appointing a CEO. I'm not appointing a C, a COO, a CFO. <laughs> I'm not appointing anybody. No malachim, no sofim, no shluchim. This is me, me, myself, as we explain. When I say one more, ani v'loyacher. The psanacher, some other guy here. Who's this acher who's higher than a malach, higher than a saraf, higher than a shlich? V'inyin hu, kihine be'elu, ad yeim ha-kipurim ha-skinin yedgimu midasarachim. V'dav z'chshin greitin fa'elu balt. Yeah, if you weren't ready yet, so you have to get ready for Elul. So, but Elul, Tilyam Kippur, you mention always in Slichas, you'd give him the Sarachim. Liyais. Shemam Shachas al Yoynes amazgalas babali tshuva. You'd give him the Sarachim, and not stam, we say this. They represent unique energy that comes out dafkin about tshuva. 
in the person who comes back. Because when somebody sinned and blemished, the question is always, how can there be healing? When somebody destroyed, how can you heal? If there was a certain path, if there was a certain way, and the person violates that, how can there be a tikkun? All healing must come from a place that is much deeper. A place where, a place that is deeper than the light. Because the light, I have not reached, on the contrary. I went into a place of chayshach. So I have to reach the place of Ein Saif, where chayshach and Oyer are identical, where Oyer and chayshach are identical. And therefore, from there, there could be a tikkun, even for the place of darkness. When, where do the Gimel Midas come out first in Chumash? After the sin of the golden calf. It's fascinating. Such 13 attributes and compassion should come out somewhere before, maybe by Matan Torah. They don't. They come out only in Parshish Kisisa after the creation of the golden calf. The greatest catastrophe, the lowest moment called for the, what we call the Yud Gimel Midasarachim. Over there it is, to fix, to heal, to repair the transgression, the breakdown of the relationship. Because on one level, the relationship broke down. That's why Hashem tells Moshe after the Chet HaEgel, there's no hope. Hanicheli, leave me alone, and let me get rid of them, and we'll start over. There's no hope for this relationship. We just got married, and 40 days later, the, the, the spouse betrayed. It's not a year later, 10 years later, 20 years later, 40 years later, 40 days later, and we call it the middle of the honeymoon. In the middle of the honeymoon, so the Shevabrachs were just over. They've found themselves on Nayakel. What type of hope is this for this marriage? So he says, Hanichali. That's what Hashem tells Moshe. What does it bring out for Moshe? Moshe says, Now it's time to go to a deeper relationship. He doesn't give up on the relationship. It's time to go to a deeper relationship. And here you have the essence of all recovery. When something breaks down, what do you do? On one level, you say, It's over. Done. Despair. And it's true on a certain level. You broke all the rules. There's no relationship anymore. And on that level, there is no relationship. That's why it's not like when we read the Chumash, you know, it looks like Hashem says, I'm going to kill them. And Moshe's like, no, 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 relax, 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 relax. (laughs) He's like always doing that. It's really, it's both true. On one level, there's no room for this relationship. It's over. It's taka true. You have to know that. On one level, you, you know, the, the contract was broken. This relationship is based on a certain, certain systems. You broke all the systems. You broke all the systems. It's also true, you know, a person, uh, uh, our bodies have certain systems. I break all the systems, there's going to be consequences. The body's not going to tolerate abuse forever. <laughs> there's a certain way how you can have a relationship with something. What does Moshe now do? He brings that up to a new type of relationship. The first thing is true. And now Moshe says, Hashem says, only if you leave me alone. If you don't leave me alone, this relationship still stands. What does he bring out? Over there it says, Moshe rushed and he bowed down. Asked the Gemara. Moshe saw and he rushed and he bowed down. What was it? So the Gemara says, He saw, He saw the quality of Erech which literally means, Erech means he has a lot of uh, 
tolerance, patience, forbearance. So he bowed down. So the Balatani attaches, what's the vart? What he saw at that moment was, Afler Rishayim, Erech Apayim, goes for everybody. Moshe asked, me and my nation should be segregated, so Chazal say Rashi brings it, that he asked that the Shechina shouldn't dwell on Umas HaOlam, on the nations. What's the meaning? What's the connection here? What you asked for, I'm going to do. Without that promise, Moshe's request would not have been fulfilled. Like Bilam was a filthy person. Nonetheless, he had tremendous spiritual insight. Why? Because Hashem is a Kel Yachal. Kel Yachal means there's absolutely no limit. Like darkness, like light. And therefore, everybody can get. And in this sense, the highest energies can be abused and distorted. So Moshe, the same one who brought out the Yom HaMesarachim, said, but I don't want that this energy should be distorted. The word paray is the same words ha'orif. Ha'orif is the nape, right? Where we put the knot, knot of the tefillin, the, the nape, the, the back of the neck. So it says from there was yinikas paray. Paray was receiving nurture from that place, from that remote place. High place of from that lofty place of Kachashecha Kaira, which is Makam Gavaya, Vilachena Vadim Hayinulfana And therefore Para, who is Isis Ha'irif, which represents the back of the neck corresponding to um, to the forehead, corresponding to the face, as it's explained in Arizal and Exidus, that this is he's not gonna get into the details, but the Nakuda here is that this is Pyra receiving his nurture from a place of Kesser from a place of the skull, which is deeper than all of the characteristics, all of the spheres. So therefore, it results in a place of avodim hayinu. Ach betzaisem mitzrayim when they come out of mitzrayim ba'avurze b'shoshe yesh matzah ba'avurze when there was matzah. What's matzah? Hamshachas meichin the abba shemil matzah b'sarusa del tatar sheyasiyas a mitzvah. It wasn't just God came out. The Jews had to bake matzah, make matzah. What is matzah? Matzah is the sarusa del sata, the arousal of below to access what's called meichin the abba sheyasiyas a mitzvah haya er abba nimshach li b'pnimiyas b'pchinas yisrael v'lo nimshach lechitzayna. Earlier he types what's li, li wherever I am. And now there's one more kvetch, li v'loy Whenever you go into that place where darkness is like light, there is also the danger. And the danger is darkness becomes kosher. That's always the, day, the opposite side. That the darkness becomes romanticized. Because Lagabi the ain't soif. Light is not greater than darkness, and darkness is like light. Light is like darkness. So there can also be the negative result. And the negative result is there's a breakdown of all boundaries. So now darkness becomes romanticized. Now darkness becomes beautiful. Now you stay in darkness, because what's the difference? That's the opposite effect. Right? In a world of boundaries and structure, there's black and white, it's very clear. But in a world that's beyond black and white, 
where even whiteness is not any closer than blackness, because it's Metzius. So you go to a place beyond Metzius, there's a new danger. What's the new danger? The new danger is, The new danger is that darkness now becomes beautiful. It's romantic. People become, there's no, there's absolutely no boundaries. There's no discipline. What happens is you romanticize chaos. Not you, don't worry. He's talking on a spiritual level. When you reach a place that's deeper than boundaries, it's the place of healing. But it has its own dangers. It's very, very deep, but it also has its dangers. So Moshe Rabbeinu now has to come in again. And right after the Gimel Serachim, he says, "V'niflinu aniva amcha mekaylam ashal pnei adama shleitish rishchina lumas oylam bavurza asa Hashem li li v'loy lo ilu hayyashem lo yehinigal." You have to make sure that in the process of Geula, the darkness now doesn't take over, and that becomes the reality of a person's life. V'zehu, that's what he says, "Anihu v'loy acher." At that moment of ani, you have to make sure it's echad and not acher. V'haynu aydei hamitzvah. Because the Jews prepared for it, there was the baking, the creating of the matzah, which is it allowed that even when Abba, Chachma, comes out, which Chachma is beyond Yesh, it's Ayin, and therefore the highest Yesh is like the lowest darkness, as we explained, it comes leave. With the rush, Yatsasa, Hamshachas Eir Abba Chuli, the first night, Avel Kolzayin Hayamim, who Acha Yitzias Mitzrayim, the seven days after they left, Matzis Yachalas Shivas Hayamim, Matzis is, you should be eaten for the seven days, Vahainuladoidis, Kavisena Lahayutsuchim Lazela Shal Hispik Mamela. The Tzivui for seven days, as we explained this for generations, because they didn't need the mitzvah, because B'derech Memele was already that way, after their avoided the first day and their experience the first day. By us, we have to make sure it continues throughout the seven days. That's the diuk, Ani hu, When Ani comes out, there's also the opposite issue, that you have to be careful that the Acher now doesn't take all that energy, where basically there's no good and evil, there's no right and wrong, there's no light and darkness, Right, everything there's no truth, there's no truth and falsehood. It's basically you take the externals of infinity. It's an external dimension of it's not real infinity. Real infinity, real infinity transforms darkness. Fake infinity romanticizes darkness. That's the acher. On that ani, on that state of ani, you have to be careful of the acher, who can also feed off that place. And it sounds very, very holy. But there's no boundaries, absolutely no boundaries. And no boundaries, because well, who could make boundaries? Boundaries are like stupid. Huh? Yeah, like they come from, from, from squares. We're circles. <laughs> in, re- in real infinity, there's, there's, there's truth. There's truth. There's true relationships. There's true connections. Yeah? How did Moshe get to that place where... Yeah, well, the Balchuva we're talking here about is, is, I don't think it's a particular person or a particular type of person necessarily. It could be that too, of course. But it's the experience of what Shuva means. The experience of what Shuva means is that a person's, a person could live a life 
and make a lot, a lot of mistakes in that life. And really, you know, you would think that there's a certain point where there's no repair. It's like the person violated this and violated this and violated that on whatever level you're talking about. And the power of tshuva is that they tune into a place within themselves, kivayachal, and a place within Hashem kivayachal, where there can always be that tikkun. Because it comes from a place that is beyond the limits of light and darkness. So therefore, even though this person was in a place of darkness and confusion and uncertainty, they can touch a place that transcends even the light, and therefore even the darkness is not remote, and then they could reveal that place that was always connected, even in the midst of all those confusions and uncertainties. Yeah. I mean, that's what the Gemara says, where the Baal Tshuva stands, the Tzadik doesn't stand. Why not? Just because he, he's, just because he didn't sin, was well, he's guilty. What, what do you want from him? He's been a good boy his whole life. Right? So it's not, it's not, it's not an accusation against the Tzadik. The Tzadik is, is, is a Tzadik. He's a wonderful Tzadik. But there's something that Tshuva reaches because of the distortion that the Tzadik will not have. Now, this is not a suggestion that everybody has to you know, distort their lives so they could become Bali Tshuva. We don't operate on that level. Since become the combustion to push you up. Huh? Yeah, yeah. This is what you're talking about now. Today is Ula, is tomorrow's Shabbos. That's true. There's Tshuva and every, yeah, yeah. It says in Zoya that Mashiach's accomplishment is that he will cause even Sadikim to become Bali Tshuva. Asid la Savat Sadikaya He will cause even Sadikim to become Bali Tshuva. The process of Tshuva relates to every life. Tshuva basically means when there's a breakdown and you discover the brokenness, you discover the fact that things are not perfect. You know, you discover the cracks in your life. Kind of questioning the status quo? Yeah, it it shakes the person up. And from that, the person could reach into a much deeper place from where a whole new type of relationship and healing can emerge. What type of relationship? A relationship that reaches to a place that is infinite. And therefore, But then you have to be careful at that moment. There's a long parenthesis here. I want to go after the... Vizehu. Um, Around 15 lines from the bottom, Vizehu. The line starts Vizehu. We add also the word marer. Because of this, Hashem did for me and took me when I came out of Mitzrayim. What's bavur zeh? We say by the seder bavur zeh lo yamarti ala b'shosh yesh matzo umarer menachem lo fanacha. And this is the whole source of how we know that the seder should be done at the night of Pesach, not on Rish Chodesh, not on Erev Pesach. It should be done together with the matzah and the marer. Shaydei, there's was something else, and that's the marer. What's marer? Marer represents here what we call miridus. Miridus means frustration. Frustration always comes from distance. If I feel close, I'm not frustrated. Frustration comes from disappointment, from failure, from the stumbling blocks of life. That's the moment that you would think the person will experience the greatest distance. The Balatanya says, It's always from that place of marer that you can arouse a new relationship that is much deeper than the previous relationship. The 13 midas of Rachamim 
that are beyond the structures and therefore there's no distance that can rob you from that connection, from that relationship. Which is another mimer. It's going to be a little cryptic. Let me try to explain. The Gemara says, It's a whole long Amid with Drushes on Sukkim, but he says as follows, what's negated to us. Okay, it's like it looks like a play on words. Let this ze come, okay, and will receive zois from ze to give to amzu. She says, "What do we mean?" Yavoi ze ze Moshe. Who's this ze that we want to come? Moshe. The ksiv. The pasuk says, "Ki ze Moshe haish." Before they make the golden calf in Pasha's kisses, they call him Zeh. Zeh Moshe. Moshe is the Zeh. Fine. V'yikabel Zeus. Let the Zeh receive Zeus. What's Zeus? You all know. V'zeus ha-toyra shesam Moshe. Right? We say by Hagba, V'zeus ha-toyra shesam Moshe. From Tvarim. So Yavai Zeh, the Zeh, who is Moshe, Zeh Moshe, V'yikabel Zeus should receive the Torah, which is called Zeus. From who? Mizeh. From another Zeh. Who's the Zeh? Zeh keli v'anveyu. Hashem. So Yahweh Zeh, v'yekabel zois, from who? Mizeh. And who should he give it to? He should give it to Zu, la'am Zu, shenemar am Zu kanisa. <laughs> okay, so it's uh, fine. <laughs> okay. So let Zeh come, get zois from Zeh, and give it to Zu. Huh? All will be good. Yeah. So what's the pshat? So he says, I'm sorry. V'hainu Moshe Zeh, it's not just it says Zeh Moshe Ish. The pasuk says in Parshas Matas, Moshe is spoken. He says Zeh Hadav Rashetziv Hashem. So it says in Sifri and Rashi brings all the Nevi'im when they said Nevu, it was Koi, Koi Amar Hashem. Moshe could say Zeh Nisnabe Bezeh, right? Koi is like like Le'erech, so approximately Zeh is Marabed's boy Va'Oimer Zeh Moshe Nisnabe Bezeh. That's what the, the Sifri says. Which represents the fact that he's the one who gives Torah and is called Nisnabe Bezeh. But Torah is called Zeus. Vezeus HaTorah, he says. Remember we learned in the beginning of the Maimer that on Shabbos, Bikushi Yitiru Ladaba Divri Torah, the Yerushalmi says, and Rabbeinu Yoyne brings it in Sefer Ayira. Shabbos, they really allow to speak. Shabbos, a time of silence. I Torah is the Chachma. So this is, Chachma It comes out of Chachma. But it assumes a concrete manifestation. That's why the Medrash says, Noivlis Chachma Shalomayla Torah. Noivlis Chachma. From the Chachma Shalomayla, it trickles down what we call the Torah. Oiraisa comes out of Chachma. Not just the manifestation of Torah, the way it assumes its present identity, which is Zeus, but it will be revealed the Pnimius of Torah, the core of Torah. That's what the Medrash says. The Pasuk says, Hine alekeinu zeh. 
kivinu loy v'yoshienu. Ze Hashem kivinu loy nagilu v'nisbacha b'shuasai. They'll say twice ze, elekenu ze. Ze havaya, the hainu adeshi yizgala gamkin pnimiyas abba. There'll be nizgala, the ultimate ze of Torah, the pnimiyas of abba, which is the bavur ze of the matzah, bavur ze of the matzah. The marabed's boy v'oyma ze, in every place it's ze. Because Moichin the Ima evolves and with each state it gets more concealed and more concealed and more concealed. But when Chachma comes out, there's no place that is ever devoid. So it's always in a place of Zeh. Zekeli. Hemi Kirut Chila. Zekeli Hemi, it says they recognized them first. Yeah. They said Zekeli. Yeah. So this is the Yavoi Zeh. Who's going to be Mekabel, right, the Zois, from Zeh and give it to Zu. In other words, a time when all becomes aligned. When the Zev Moshe will reveal the Zev Torah from the Zev Hashem and bring it to the Jewish people. That's the, 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 the Zez. That's what all the Zez are. Mashiach is not a future thing. It always comes from today. The, today's Avoidah. It's always because of the Zev today. What's the Zev today? The Matzah and the Mara. That's today's Avoid the Sha'oz or the Shaykh Pchinas Abchir. Because only now is their choice. I have given you life and death, good and bad. You should choose life, as Moshe Rabbeinu says at the end of his life. You should choose life. Now is the time of Pchira. A person can always choose between being in a state of darkness or being in a state of light. And even when they're, they're the ultimate darkness and they can't choose being in a state of light, they can choose being in a state that is higher than light and therefore they're never in a place that is real darkness. Because real darkness is only when you contrast it to light. When you contrast it to a place that transcends light and darkness, so then you're never in a place of real darkness. You can always be in a place of ultimate truth. And that's what happened in Mitzrayim. That in the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate darkness, when you touch a place that transcends light and darkness, then you're never ever etched in a place of darkness because you touch a place that transcends light and darkness. And therefore, wherever you are, you can be in the ultimate place of Truth right here, right now. Bavurza asa Hashem li, even the lowest place, and dafka in the lowest place. V'hine yisur b'priyetzchayim marer gematria mavis. The Rizal says in priyetzchayim that marer is the numerology of mavis. Mavis is four hundred and forty-six, and marer is mem is forty. Reish and reish is four hundred, two hundred, and mem vav is two hundred, four hundred and forty-six mavis. What does this mean? What an inspiring gematria for the Seder. I mean, what, find this, murder equals death. <laughs> what, what, what is Darizal trying to say? What are we supposed to do with this information? Huh? Huh? So, her, her. Uh, <laughs> Maybe by eating it, it teaches you not to fear death. Huh? Yeah. What does Darizal mean? He says, what he means is as follows. Hagashmias nikra mavas vera. The material reality, divorced, divorced from its true core, is called death and ra. Why? Now here you learn how terms have to be understood. When we hear the word mavis, we hear the word death. 
When we hear the word ra, we hear the word evil. Yeah. But let, let, he's going to explain what he means. Shohukala v'nifsit. Because it's something that on its own dissipates. It disintegrates. Huh? Anthropy. Anthropy. The anthropy principle. Everything ultimately leads to a certain form of disintegration. But, as we know, it's not really nifsit. Nothing, nothing disappears. It changes forms. Yeah. They assume different, the atoms don't disappear. No energy or even matter is completely destroyed, even if it looks like it's destroyed. It just assumes different identities. It's transformed. For that, you have to appreciate that the truth of everything is that which is underlying its core, the ruchnius of it. The superficiality of it will never hold on. That will never remain forever. It comes and it goes. It's just a process. It's part of what we see today. It's exciting and then it moves on. What stays forever is always the ruchni, the truth of it. So in every situation in life, you have to look at the two sides. You could look at the superficial side. That's called the physical divorce from that which is inside the physical. And the ruach, which is the spirit that infuses it, it's true energy. Yeah. A different form of life. Nothing, nothing, does, nothing is destroyed completely. Huh? The difference of Mavis and Chaim is that from, the, on one level, from a level of Gashmi, from, from our perspective, there's a huge difference. This is life, this is death. On the, on the level of the Ruchni, it's a, just a different form of life. Haruchni is Nikre Chaim Vitoiv. And that's really what the word Ra means. The word Ra doesn't mean evil. The word Ra in Lashon Kodesh comes from which word, you know? Broken, weak, shaky. We have in Babakama, Koisel Ra'ua. What's a Koisel? Not Koisel, Koisel Ra'ua. Ashvachavant. Ashvachavant. Yeah, like not, not, Notre Dame uh, Cathedral. It was 800 years. It was a Shvach. Yeah. 1163, whatever. So, uh, so, uh, Koisel Ra'ua. You have in, in Koihelas. Um, uh, what's the lotion of Shlomo Chazen Kehelis? Ra'isi kol ha-maisim asher nasim tachas ha-shemesh ha-koil hevel u-ru'us ruach. U-ru'us ruach. Reish ayin vav. What's ru'us ruach? Broken spirit. Broken spirit. What does ra mean? We say ra is evil. I know ra is evil. It's true. But it's much deeper than evil. Ra means broken. Fragmented. Anything that's not connected to its ultimate source, it's broken off its source, is called Ra. All Ra in the world, you say a person does Ra. What does it mean? It means you engage in behavior of brokenness. You're engaging in behavior that's not bringing you to a place where you're aligned with your own whole. You're broken off. You're broken off from yourself. Your thoughts or your words or your actions are broken from you. From your own truth. That's the depth of what Ra means. And then it evolves in Ra, 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 till the Ra that's, you know, horrible, heinous. But it all comes from one point. You don't recognize your own wholeness. You don't recognize the wholeness of the world. You don't recognize your wholeness with the world. It's a vision of brokenness. Whenever you're in a vision of brokenness, Ra will come. 
when you're in a vision of wholeness, toiv will come. No, there's no addiction in the world. There's no addiction in the world. There's no obnoxious behavior in the world that is not rooted, that is not rooted in a sense of brokenness. There's no behavior that is wrong, destructive, immoral, that's not coming from a sense of brokenness. Even a simple thing like, I lie because I need attention, I need validation. If I say the truth, yeah, if I say the truth, I may be disappointing to you and I'm not going to get the cover that I need, so therefore I lie. What did I just do? I'm broken. I need you to validate me because if you're not going to validate me, what's going to happen? I'm going to be a Sheva Kaley, a broken Kaley. So because of my brokenness, I become more broken by doing things that break. That, that You understand what I'm saying? So that's why he says, Gashmis is called Mavis and Ra. Why? Because whenever you disassociate the outer from the inner, right away you get into the world of death. This is the world where things die. They disintegrate. Because it's not the truth of it. And this is the world where there's no alignment. What does Ruchnius mean? Ruchnius means the true spirit of it that's always alive. It's never going to die. V'toiv, and it's good. Toiv is the opposite of brokenness. It's the sense of oneness, of connection. That's what Arizal means, murder is mothers. What he means is, not to tell you, eat murder and die. <laughs> You're eating death. No. He's saying, murder is mothers. Learn that part of life is becoming frustrated from the fact that we often choose death over life. Because you have to choose life. What is he saying? Moshe Rabbeinu tells the Jewish people, I've given you life and death. Choose life. You need Moshe Rabbeinu to tell this to you? This is the instinct of an animal. A puppy knows this. A snake knows this. A mosquito knows this. You need Moshe Rabbeinu? Well, people maybe don't know this. Choose life. We, we do anything to survive. This, the, the, the instinct for survival is the deepest instinct within every living organism, from a monkey to a lion to a blade of grass to a tree to a bush, they'll do anything to survive. And we will, people will do anything. What's the Chiddush of Bachar to The Baltanya Taich is saying something much deeper. In everything, you're drinking a cup of coffee, you're eating a piece of food. Yeah. Whatever you're doing, there's the mavis of it and there's the Chayim of it. There's the Gashmi of it and there's the Ruchni of it. Ubachar Tabachayim. Choose the part of it that will give you life. Don't choose the part of it that represents death because it's the superficial part of it. Choose the Chayim of it. That's what you should choose. That's already not a simple thing. So murder, it's not easy in life to do this. It's, it's, a, it's, it's consciousness. It's easy, but it takes a lot of consciousness. So therefore, the murder is the frustration, the miridus of mavis. The meridus of the fact that so often in life it's so easy to choose death over life. What does it mean to choose death over life? In every situation, to choose the part of it that dies rather than the part of it that lives. Even in food, right? We all know there's two dimensions to food, right? Right? There's certain foods that are kulay mavas. It's all death, yeah? So why do I eat it? Because it looks good and it tastes good for six seconds. It's around six seconds, yeah? but it looks good, yeah? Yeah. Sometimes in a food itself, you have the part of it that's mavis, the part of it that's chayim. Obachart machayim means you look for the for the chius of it. What's the chius of it? The part of it that will give you nutrition. 
on a deeper level, the chayas eliki in it, that will ultimately give you nutrition. Because that's really where nutrition comes from. Nutrition comes from godliness. In everything in life, you're dealing with a person, you're dealing with yourself. What do you want to choose? You want to choose the part of the chayim, not the part of the mavas. So marer, begematria mavas, why? What's the avayda of marer? The meriris. The frustration, and that frustration is not a good, bad thing. That frustration is what creates the Yudgimah Medesarachim. V'zeinu shayich rak achshav. Murder is only today. Why is murder only today? Because there's the struggle. Ava la'asid lava yawaymah, the Pasuk says, Bila ha'mavis la'netzach. B'yishayi simen chafei. What does the Pasuk say? Bila ha'mavis la'netzach, u'macha Hashem, dima me'al kolpanam. So we touch what's bila ha'mavis la'netzach? Death will be swallowed up forever. He teaches what's pshat bilamavis shalayiyah hagashmi is master. You know why death will be swallowed up because the gashmi won't conceal anymore the ruchni. So a mavis will be swallowed up forever. It doesn't say mavis will disappear. It will be swallowed up. What's pshat swallowed up? When you swallow something, it's there, but it's absorbed inside of you. Now the Ruchniyas is swallowed up by the Gashmiyas. In the future, the Gashmiyas will be swallowed up by the Ruchniyas. When you look at something, what are you going to see? Our eyes will be, uh, will be, uh, t- uh, microscopes, divine microscopes. What are you going to see? You'll see the Ruchni. Will the Gashmi be there for sure, but it's going to be swallowed up by the Ruchni. In other words, it's not going to occupy its own significant space. Just like a, a, a nutritionist looks at a piece of seven layer cake. When I look at a piece of seven layer cake, what do I see? I see seven layers, seven layers, connected to seven uh, middas, right? To bring toxicity into Chesed, Gvura, Teferes, Netzachoy, said Malchus, yeah? A, a good nutritionist looks at seven layer cake and goes, Ich! <laughs> Ich! <laughs> Why? Because he sees the Pneumius. He sees the Pneumius. When you break it down a little bit into its elements, what is it? <laughs> it's real garbage. It belongs in the garbage can. Okay, so that's on a, a level of seven. But everything is that way. You go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. All Gashmi is really Ruchni. There's no difference. It's all Ruchni, right? It's just... What our eyes perceive. Bila ha-mavis la-netzach. Bemele, the mavis. What's mavis? Not just death. The death of everything will be swallowed up. The element of everything which dies, which means its external element won't be noticeable. Why? Because umacha Hashem dima. Because Hashem is going to wipe down away the tears. What's pshat? Dima begematria kufchav tzirufa yalakim. Shemehem nimshecha helem vehester. That's the gematria of ayin is 70 and mem is 40, so that's 110. And dalad and hay is another 9, right? So with the koilel, it's 120. Elohim is five letters, Aleph, Lamed, Hey, Yud, Mem. Every word of five letters can be configured in 120 ways. Aleph, Lamed, Hey, Yud, Mem. Lamed, Aleph, Hey, Yud, Mem. Yud, Hey, Lamed, Aleph, Mem. Mem, Yud. Doesn't look like it, but if you do it on paper, a word of five letters can be written in 120 different ways. 120 different combinations. Yes. Every five letter word. Every five letter word. A uh, four-letter word is uh, could be done in uh huh. <laughs> so how much is that? Twenty-four. 
A one-letter word can only be one. And a two-letter word can be two ways. Av. Av is av and bo. Right? But with each, with each rising letter, it, it, it grows. Elikim is the name of concealment. But Elikim has 120 configurations, meaning from the source of Elikim, there's so many different ways the energy is concealed. Umacha Hashem Elikim Dima. All tears, all tears in the world come from what? From the separation of Havaya and Elikim. From the Kufchav Tzirufim of Shem Elikim. The Kufchav Tzirufim is what creates the Dima. We don't see in it Shem Elikim. We see in it disaster, crisis, catastrophe, brokenness, alienation, Ra and Mavis. That's what Yaakov asked. V'hoya Hashem li le'elikim. I want Havaya should become my elikim. Umach Hashem elikim dima me'al kolponim. Hashem will erase the dima, the tzirufim of elikim, b'meila bila ha'mavas lo'netzach. B'meila elikim and Havaya become one. Moichin de'im is included in moichin Abba. So then there's complete oneness. So because Macha Hashem dima, therefore bila ha'mavas lo'netzach. If you want Ur Makif, it's never complicated. If you want it to be Bipnimius, stuff Manharavan. If you want Ur Makif, it's not complicated. But that's not Lakota Taira. Pnimius, Pnimius. So Durachnaman, so Durachnaman. Transformation. To change the world. Change the world you have to do through Pnimius. And I'll show you the diuk here. The diuk here is very profound. People think gematrius is like a joke. <laughs> For some people, it's a joke. <laughs> In other words, some people who make gematrius are talking jokers. You know, they look in Google. Today, you have a program, you make gematrius. For Sheva Brachos, and our people sit down. Chosen Kala, ya chosen begematria gelt. Kala begematria kugel. It's going to be a great shidduch. Shulmei kugel, he'll bring money. Gewaldik inve agefen, bimve agefen. And the Batran goes home with a nice check. Real gematrius is the opposite. You see that there's a real connection. Because you know there's a real connection, then you find how the connection comes out in the numbers. It doesn't start with the numbers. That's the mavis. It starts with the pnimis, and then it comes out in the numbers. Yeah. There's two types of gematrius in Kabbalah. One is im ha and one is without the kailo, right? Without the kailo means the gematrius. Murr is mavis, direct. No kailo. 440. Dimmer is not alakim. Dimmer is 119. Im hakoyla, it's 120. Right? Im hakoyla, it's 120. Okay. What is 120 without the koyla? Moyed. Moyed. What does moyed mean? Holidays. We learned in the beginning. Ela moyed Hashem. Moyedim lasimcha. Moyed is the Yom Tovim. Dimmer is tears. Dimmer is 119 without the koyla. With the koyla, it's alakim. Moyed is alakim without the koyla. Where is the, where is this Pasuk? Which Mesechta of Shas finishes with this Pasuk? You remember? Moyed. Mesechta Moyed Katan. Mesechta Moyed Katan finishes with this Pasuk. Moyed Katan is the Mesechta that deals with Halachas of Avelis, of Shiva. Fakein Yedin Gedacht. Moyed Katan deals with it. The end of Moyed Katan, Peri Gimel, is with this Pasuk. Moyed is Mem, Vav, Ayin, Dalet. Ayin is 70. Mem is 40. That's 110. Vav and Dalit is 10. Is 120. That's the 120 configurations of Elikim. Dima. No, Dima is minus one. So Dima is with the Koilal. And without the Koilal is Mayad. Yeah. Face the Maisa, yeah?
there was a guy who would give somebody from my, <laughs> he would give somebody from my Tisrael $180,000 check for the Kailo. One time he came to Tisrael to look for the Kailo. It wasn't there. It wasn't there. There was no Kailo. The Kailo was in, on paper. It was in fiction, a fictional Kailo. So the next year the guy came back. So he gave, he gave him a check of $18. So he says, he says, Im ha-koilo. I say, is the maisa? Whatever, one of the oldies. Im ha-koilo. The nekud is, dimmer is not mayad. Dimmer means tears. Mayad means holidays. We can't compare the two. There's tears and there's holidays. Holidays are joyous. Tears are not joyous. We're talking about tears of grief. Dim is not mayad. Dim im hakoilo is begematria de kufchaf shemes of alikim. You need macha Hashem dim im hakoilo. Very often in life, people, good people, they see people crying. They see people in difficult situations. It's good, it's good. It's all is good. Just have them. Everything is good. In other words, Dima and Moyed is exactly the same thing. So we don't allow ourselves to experience pain over things that cause pain because how could you? It comes from Hashem. Hashem is good. Everything is good. But there's a challenge in that. And the challenge in that is that the person who's experiencing pain is not crazy. They just experience something that's very, very painful. And when you force them to deny that, what you're doing is you're forcing them to amputate a very, very real part of their experience, which is not going to go away. And if a person just represses it and denies it, it comes back to haunt them in a very, very powerful way. And the repression comes back with a vengeance and takes a lot of interest, a lot of ribis. Dima is dima, dima is not mayat. Dima im ha What's koilo? Koilo doesn't only mean the whole word, that's what koilo means. Koilo means if you put dima and you have the koilo, koilo comes from the word klal. If you see the whole coil of history from beginning to end, then Dima and Mayad is the same thing. But we look at the world as a prat, not as a clown. This happened to me today. This happens to me yesterday. This is my experience. I see the world. I zoom in. I don't zoom out. Because I zoom in, there's Dima and there's Mayad. Dima im hakailo. When you have the whole clown of history, then Dima becomes Mayad. Then you see Vahoya Hashem Lila Lakim. Then Bila Hamavas Lanatzach. That's what Mashiach means. Mashiach means when the whole Klal comes together and you see you have the eyes that are, so to speak, divinely microscopic, you could see that perspective. But that's a process. So then there won't be Marer Bigamatria Mavas. Today there's Marer. That's the Hayoim La Soysim. Today you have to choose from the Marer to go to the Matzah. And the Matzah lives together with the Marer. And that's why Hillel believed that you can't be Yotze the Mitzvah without a sandwich. The Gemara says it was a machloikas. Hillel said only with a sandwich. Chachamim didn't agree. Chachamim said you could be Yotze without a sandwich. Today we do both. We eat matzah, we eat marah, but then we eat a sandwich also because Hillel said only with a sandwich. Because Hillel said the whole avoid of Pesach is only matzah with marah. 
If you get rid of the mar, you can't have matzah. The matzah needs to have the mar, the mar needs to have the matzah. It's not two separate things. There's a sandwich between the matzah and the mar. What's the mar? The mar is the brokenness, the frustration, the sense of, of feeling compassion, feeling empathy for the fact that we often choose mothers instead of chayim. That's the mar. Okay. So let's finish. Mamish, two minutes. I just want to finish here. Like the sun coming out. Mar is because of the Hester of life. Mar is called Mavis. Why? What's Mavis again? Mavis doesn't mean only physical death. It means the element in everything which dies. What is that? What is that? That's the Gashmi that's divorced from the Ruchni. The Gashmi, the physical divorced from the spiritual ends up dying in everything, in, 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 all, in all reality, right? In all reality. That's how it is. So that's the mavis. Ki oz bilaha mavis, biruchnius, v'chein begashmius mamash. Then will be bilaha mavis, but it's not that death will be, death will be swallowed up physically, it'll be swallowed up spiritually. Bemele physically, there also won't be death. It's always haba hatalia. It's not there won't be death anymore. There won't be mavis and ruchnius. Bemele there won't be mavis and gashmius also. If your goof is completely aligned with its core, why would the goof die? A body shouldn't die. Why should a body die? Why should the goof die? The, that's why before the eight sadas, the body wasn't supposed to die. That's where they could walk around naked because the goof is just a continuum of the soul. So why should the body die? The soul doesn't die. Nothing that lives ever dies. People say, is there life after death? Of course not. That which dies never lived, and that which lives never dies. Right? In other words, life is life. If life is life, it can't die. How, how does life die? You understand what I'm saying? Sounds weird, but it's not. It just sounds weird. Somebody once said, it looks like I speak long, but it's not true. Uh, <laughs> life is life. Life can't die. Life is life. What dies? Only that which is not life. The moment that something is attuned with life, it's, 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 it remains alive. The guf bepnimius is a davar chai. That's why we're supposed to live forever. That's why there's tchiyas hamesim. But as long as there's the separation between the outer and the inner, so on one level, there is a form of death. That's why you say, Yaakov avinu loy meis. It's not a joke. Yaakov avinu loy meis. When you understand who Yaakov was, so then loy meis. Because misa, is really only something that's not alive. Something that's alive is alive. It doesn't die. So he says, there'll be no misabiruchni, but may also begashmis. Also matzah, which you have to protect from chametz, also is only now. When Mashiach comes, it's going to be lahispik. It won't be able to. You won't be able to be chametz. You won't be able to be, you could try, you won't be able to be a yesh. If you see the truth of Einoid Mulvadi, how, how could you be a yesh? How exactly could you be a yesh? It doesn't work that way. Yeah, It's like a person's hand, yeah? You ever wake up in the morning and your hand says, you know what, I'm not listening today to my head. My head told me to lift up my hand. That means a person is sick, paralyzed. But in a, in a healthy life, yeah, it, it, this, is, this is who you are. You don't have to work on it. It's even deeper. 
Even chametz itself won't be negative. Yesh could be understood in two ways. One is in a coarse way, and one is vayig Hashem. Your heart is is uh, uplifted in the ways of God. That's good chametz. There's yeshes that is divorced from bittel, and there's yeshes that's part of bittel. A person has a sense of broadness, of expansiveness. That's why in the carbon toy there were 10 chalas of chametz. There were 40 loaves of bread that you had to bring, and 10 of them were chametz. Chazal say la osid love the carbonus are gonna be nullified besides the carbon toida. Vade kola carbonus boys matza chutz mi chamat shibataida. Isn't that strange? All the monachis of carbonus were matza. Toida was chametz, and the only one's gonna be lost love is the chametz. Ushte halechem of shvuas is also boys chametz. Im kain mi zem muchrich, shall osid love machmas oitzim hagilu is barivi is halagam ha chametz. So you have to say the osid love. Even the chametz will be submitted. Not only there won't be chametz because of the bittel, the chametz itself is going to be bottledik. Because there's two types of yeshes. There's a yeshes that's broken. It's an arrogance. And then there's a yeshes that comes from the fact that a person understands that he's a conduit, he's an ambassador of God, and therefore he has to be as big and as powerful as possible. It's not his own egotistical power. It's God working through him. Hashem, he says. In the ways of God, you have to have an uplifted heart, not, not be fakvetched and crushed, etc. So this is, Ba'avur is the Zeh of today, is the Matzah and the Mora today, because today our, our Matzah needs, our Matzah needs Shmirah. Only today, when we have matzah and mara together, which is hayoyim la soisim with his pchira, with his mavas and chaim, then you can access the zeh. Who gili oirin soif baruch hu asayv of kalam and the kamei maylo mata shavin. It's the oirin soif which transcends all the worlds, like we said, moich and the abba that lagabe him the highest and the lowest are the same. Alkei nikra zeh. That's why it's called zeh. Whenever you're dealing with real Ein Soif, it's right here, right now, because no darkness can eclipse it. So therefore you can always say, Zeh, right here, right now, in this situation. You don't have this concept of So that's only bizman ba'avur zeh bizman hazeh. The zeh allows the zeh that the Megamorim and speaks about. The zeh will come and get the zois from the zeh and give it give it to Zu the gili of Marabet's boy because of the matzah and the mar that we have today. The choice that we have to make always between between the matzah the matzah and and the modern. He just says one more vart. I want to finish with this. We asked before, we eat matzah, why? Because they didn't have a chance to let their dough rise. I, Hashem already said, you have to eat matzah on the night of Pesach. Forget about the dough rising or not in Mitzrayim. Hashem said, that's why we eat matzah. Ready before they left Egypt, he said on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, the night of Pesach, you should eat matzah. So the reason is not because lo hispik b'tzekas shlaviseno. Sheyashloimar, there's another nekudah. Shoal derech magid meireshes acheres. 
Magid Meireshes, the Pasuk says, from the beginning he foretells the end. When you have the four rivers in Bereshis, who has saved us called Eretz Chavila? There was no Chavila yet. It's the beginning of creation, right? It's the it's the first Friday, the first Friday. Where's this surrounding the whole Eretz Chavila? In Bereshis, no, the Dalad Naharis. Here I'll show you. Give me a gachomish. I'll show you. You'll take a look. The Dalad Naharis, right? The four rivers. You have Gichon, Pishon, Chidekel. And pras. So the Lashon is, the Lashon and Chumash is, the, the first river is Pishain. Who has soiviv is called Eretz Chavila. It surrounds the Pishain, surrounds the whole Chavila. Shasham Hazav. Over there is the gold. Over there is the gold. A land, ah, huh, where the gold is. A land that was called Chavila. The land was called Chavila. So Frek the Medrash, it was called Chavila. I mean, there was nobody, this was, this is the beginning of creation. Atma. Ela magid mereshes acheres. From the beginning, he's saying what's going to be. Ukamayken kan ikir inyan de matzuzush on the weichlem who al shem shlehis because sekesh lovesen lahach but such a nigla. The reason we eat matzah is because they didn't have a chance to uh, let their dough rise until Hashem revealed Himself and to them and liberated them. Or mashakasu mekaidem be'erif teichlo matzus. I already told them eat matzah on this day. Zehu al derech magid mereshes acheres. It's because in the beginning you already have the end. In other words, the mitzvah ba'erev toichlo matzus is based on what's going to happen in the future. Magid meiraisus acheres. The mitzvah that you're told to already do earlier is because meiraisus. He knows that you're not going to have time to let your dough rise, and you're going to have to eat matzah. So b'meila there was already a mitzvah of ba'erev toichlo matzus. The mitzvah in the beginning is based on the experience of the future. Because he knows what's going to be, therefore he's telling you already now, Be'erif Teichlomatzus. It's also true what we explained before, because it's really the same thing. The base, the two types of matzah that we spoke about, the first night and the later matzah, I also reishes pidush reishes mal matel amayla zau in your reishes chachma yiris Hashem shazau in your tatar shalzam rumen yirin chachma yamatzah aleph. There's the beginning reishes chachma yiris Hashem the lower level of yir which is the introduction to chachma that's the first matzah umazen nimshach achkach pinas acheris matzah beis and then there's the higher matzah what's called acheris lehispik betzekas there's the matzah that you eat because of a mitzvah and there's the matzah that you eat because you have no opportunity you have no opportunity to eat chametz. Okay. The last explanation is a very interesting explanation that a lot of the mitzvahs that we have is for the future. In other words, Hashem says, eat matzah, because I know that in the future you won't be able to bake chametz, so therefore I'm telling you to eat matzah. In other words, usually, when we look at how we do things, we look at the past, right? The past, this and this, so therefore I do things now. What he's saying is that there's a different system. Geula is a different system. The system of Geula is that you do things now for the future. It's a much deeper way of looking at it. In other words, we always look at the past and then, I made a mistake, I won't do it again. This worked, I'll do it again. Like in business, right? You look at the past experience of the business and then you make your conclusions. Now, I mean, that's, that's logical. But by Mitzrayim, Geula, there's a different path. You look at the future... 
And that's how you define the present. Magid Meresh's Acheris. No, what I'm saying by Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Someone has to tell you. I'm not sure. In other words, I think a redeemed person doesn't only do things based on the past, you do things based on the future. Somebody who redeemed. A redeemed. What does it mean to be in a place of Geula? That you don't only do things as a reaction to the past. You do things based on how you want them to be in the future. Or how you see them in the future. How you foresee them in the future. Well, I'll give an, I'll, I'll give an example. Let's say, um, let's say somebody has a difficult marriage, right? Okay. Based on the past, right? So they continue to do things based on that. They come home, oh, this is bad. Uh, they already expect the argument and the fight and the battle and being in a bad mood, and right? Even if they're behaving, but they're already expecting the negative. What happens when a person comes home and says, you know what? In the future, I want this marriage to be the best marriage in the world. That's how I'm going to start doing it now. I'm going to imagine that now it happened already. It's the best marriage. How would you live? How would, when you come home, what would you say? Do it right now. I just didn't happen. I live now based on the future. A person says, you know, I want to be a wealthy person. I want to be a success. Now he's very, very poor. So how does he live? He lives like a poor man. Yeah. He says, but what in the future I want to be wealthy. What happens if I would be wealthy? Okay, I don't have the money at the moment to do things with so much money, but the mindset, I'm going to live right now as though I had all the wealth in the world. I don't mean, I don't mean with the money. I don't mean, I don't mean the money. I don't mean that he should buy first class tickets to go to, to go to Australia and he should, uh, he should buy all the alias and shul and he should buy a new house, uh, he should buy a new house and he should, I don't, person has to, uh, work with what he has in terms of finances. But I'm talking about that his mindset is not one of poverty. It's one of success. Huh? In a state of Gula, yeah. Yeah. You can't say, okay, from now on, no more work. No, no, of course, of course. That's, I think, Magid Meresh's Acheres, that you define your present, not based on your past, but based on the future. The future that you know, the future that you want, the future that is told to you the future you create. In many ways, I would say that what the Balatanya is saying is that all of Jewish history is experienced that way. We touch history as the study of the past. And we define today based on the past. I think the way Jews study history is we look at the future and we define the present based on the future. Like we say we're living in Gullus. What does Gullus mean? Gullus, Gullus means that there's going to be Geula. In other words, it's not a natural state. We're going from Gullus to Geula. So we're defining the present based on the future. <laughs> You're also looking at the past to learn how to create. You have to look at the past, of course, to learn from it and to create the future and to understand it and to appreciate it, but not only by the past. How do Jews look at the Churban Beis HaMikdash? Yeah? They say, we say, Nachim on Tisha B'Av, because Mashiach is born on Tisha B'av. Tisha B'av, what Mashiach is born? Tisha B'av was a Chorban. The Pshat is, they looked at the Chorban and they said, what's the Chorban? 
The Chorban is the beginning of Golos, which is the preparation for Geula. <laughs> In other words, history is not defined by the past, it's defined by the future. When the Romans came and destroyed the Beis HaMikdash. No, the Romans came and destroyed the Beis HaMikdash for Jews to go into Golis, for Jews to be able to come back, for Jews to be able to have the Gula, for Jews to be able to have Mashiach. Oh, that's the Chorban Beis HaMikdash. <laughs> it's a very powerful idea. Of course, because that's how we define the present. What's Tisha above? It's not just destruction. It's also destruction, of course. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying there's no present. Of course there's a present. And we cry on Tisha B'Av. We don't dance on Tisha B'Av, right? But it's that whole idea of Dima and Maya that there's a real connection between the two. It's not... Uh... But don't you see through the history you see the dialogue of Yeah. Even the Churban of Europe. In other words, we could say two things. It was just a Churban and it's over, right? But we don't only we don't do that only. There is that element. There was a Churban. It was the worst Churban ever. And it's something of trauma, trauma and, and horror. There's no words for the churban, the churban of Europe, you know. I'm not going to try to give words to it because there's no words to it. But on the other hand, what was the Jewish attitude? The Jewish attitude was that the future is going to be very bright, right? And we're going to rebuild. So they define the churban of Europe, not only in terms of churban, but in terms of a calling for rejuvenation. I think. I think. So I think the last vart, Magid Mereshis Acharis, is a very powerful idea. The first, Magid Mereshis Acharis. In the Reshis, you bring in the Acharis. It seems in the story of Yomar, an old man who was on him and I. the story with Chet in Tainus, the Gemara in Tainus, yeah. He planted the, the dates, right, for 70 years. So he said for your for the grandkids. When Chayni Amagal woke up seventy years later, and he—that's also a very similar idea. In other words, I see the future in the present, and it redefines the present. I think psychologically, though, it's a very profound idea. People don't live by the past; live how you want your future to be. In other words, you're going to go out of Mitzrayim and you're going to be thrown out of Mitzrayim and you're not going to have time to bake your dough. You're not going to have time to um, let your dough leaven. That's where you're going. That's the, that's the future. So you know what you should do tonight? Eat matzah. Why should I eat matzah tonight? I'm in Gullus. Because tomorrow you're not going to be in Gullus. You're going to be thrown out. You're not going to have time to sit around the Mitzrayim. It's a beautiful idea. Person goes to it. So where is it in the hospital? Where is it going to help me? Everybody goes. I think when when I could imagine what that future is and try to incorporate at least part of it now. Matzuzuz shanu echlem al shuma al shum shalay hispik b'tzekesh lavesenu laachmetz atchen nigla. So the Alter Rebbe says, that's not the reason we're eating matzah. We're eating matzah because there's a mitzvah that on the night of Pesach you have to eat matzah. In fact, in Egypt they also had a mitzvah to eat on the night of Pesach before they were ever expelled. And even if they wouldn't have been expelled, they still had to eat matzah. So the answer is, so the last answer in the Maimon is that the mitzvah they were doing the night before was because of the future. Magid meireshis acharis. It was given for the future. Nothing to do with what happened. 
Because you're going tomorrow, you're going to be expelled, you won't have time to let the Muhammad's rise, therefore, already the night before, you're eating much. I, what, what's the connection? The last few lines of the Mimer. Okay, I'll show you. Open up the Mimer. Yeah, this whole piece seems like a footnote from the, an edition of the Tzemach Tzedek. The whole piece from the Marer, yeah. Because in the other Hanachas of the Mimer, we don't see this whole last piece about, uh, about the Marer and the Matzah and the Zeh. This is all an addition, so it's, I think, from the Tzamech Tzedek. Yeah. So, he, he offered another answer to the original question of the Maimir, but now he's connecting it with the Balatanya's answer. His answer was, Magid Meresh's Acheres, right? So he says it's also connected to the first answer of the Maimir, that there's Reishis and there's Acheres. Reishis is a Momatalamayla, it's Davoida that comes from the person. Reishis Chachma Yiris Hashem. It's the beginning of Chachma. How do you reach Chachma? You begin with Yireh Sashem. It's the lower level of Yireh, right? Imein Yireh and Chachma. That's the first matzah. That's the matzah. There's a mitzvah. Be'erif Toichlo Matzah. It's a mitzvah then, a mitzvah now. That the person, Ba'avur Zeh, Isarusat the person tries to develop a, a deep level of, a deep, a, a real experience of Yireh Sashem. Then comes the Acheris. Acheris is the end. That's the second matzah. That's the matzah of Lohispik. The Matz of Nigla Leim Malach Malchem Lachem Akudish Baruch and I should say I mentioned previously that there's another Maimer later here in Lakuta Torah Sheishes Yamim which we learned it's on the Yeshiva.net and in the Maimer Sheishes Yamim there's a lot of other Dekudis and perspectives in the two Matzes the Matz before Chatzais the Matz after Chatzais it's very much Kedai to learn that Maimer we learned it already so I didn't do it this year but it's on the Yeshiva.net Sheishes Yamim. So he says, so Acheris is the second matzah, that's like Acheris. Right? So a sefer of the Ramak, with Moshe Kartover, it's called Erkei Hakinuyim. It's like an encyclopedia in Kabbalah, Erech Acheris, on the entry of Acheris. He says, Acheris represents Yoival. Yoival is beyond Schmidt. It's like the once in 50 years it represents, the Zoyer calls it Alma de Cheru, the world of freedom, the world of emancipation. Comes from the reality, from the level of Yoivel, Jubilee, freedom. Because when do all the slaves go free in Halacha? On the year of Yoivel. So Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim represents Yoivel. That is Acheris. There's another fa- famous Sefer of Kabbalah by Rabbi Meir Papiras. It's called Ma'oidei, also an encyclopedia on the letters. It goes through the words. Pirish, he says, Acheris. Im hakoylel gematria keser, acheres with the koylel is the numerology of keser because keser is of course six hundred and twenty. Now take a look at acheres. Acheres you have tof and resh is six hundred plus yud is ten plus ches and aleph is eight and one. So it's six hundred and nineteen. And acheres with the koylel is keser. Vuhu inyan sheniglale and malach malcham lachem. That's the keser that goes beyond. That's the chachma meayin timotzi. Right, the bittel. That comes from Keser. So that's the Nigla Alein Melech Malchem Lachem. We spoke, what's Melech? Melech is the Melech that is above the Malchem Lachem. Malachim represents Netzachayd Yisoyed. Malchi represents Chesed Gvur Teferis. Melech represents Chachma Bin Adas. Generally, one is represented by Hamalachim is one level, and then you have Malchi is a higher level, and then you have Melech, that's the deeper level, that's represented by Chachma. As he said, so on, 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 by Mitzrayim came out the Melech Malcham Lachem, which this created the Lohispik, that you can't even become Chametz. In the level of Yoival, 
there's no uh, there's 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 no room for chametz, as he said before in the Maimer. Even when there is chametz, it's it's not bad yeshes. It's good yeshes. It's holy yeshes. It's part of Yavaydus Hashem. It's where your yesh becomes an expression of alakus. It's not anymore the yesh and gases of klipet. The vayig believer b'darke Hashem, like by the carbon toida, your chametz is with a sense of toida with gratefulness. And that's why there won't be a problem of chametz, even though you're having a carbon toida, because even the chametz will be sublimated. So that's the, the second matzah. Magid doesn't only mean he foretells, like Magid, you, in the beginning, you tell us what's going to happen at the end. But Pirish Magid Lashon Hamshacha. Magid also means a flow, a vibrant communication. An expression of Chazal. The Dinur River, yeah, it flows, it comes out. So he says, Magid Mereshes, Achshaydei Pchines Reishes, from the Reishes, the Acheres flows. Shaydei Pchines Reishes, Shoyiritata, through the Reishes, which is the lower level of awe, Yiritata, Zochul Pchines Acheres, Hainu Yirila. They started off with Yiritata, and from there they came to the higher Yirila. Shaza Amruim, Ein Chachma, Ein Yira. If there's no chachma, there's no yira. Sometimes Chazal say, we say, ein yira, ein chachma, and ein chachma, ein yira. So there's a contradiction. The answer is, there's two types of yira. There's a higher yira and a lower yira. Ein yira, if there's no yira tata, the basic yira is Hashem, the awe of God, then there's no chachma. You always need yira at the beginning of chachma. That steers the chachma correctly. Once you have chachma, now you can have a much deeper yira. We say in the Haggadah there's something called b'moira gadol, the great yira, the great yira. That's gilushchina. That's nigla aleim. How did that happen? Magid meireishes acheres from the reishes, from their avoda with yira tata, which brought chachma. They came to the much deeper level of nigla. So that's why Hashem tells us. To, to eat matzahs even before Lehispik, because it's Magid Meireshis Acheris. It's very, very deep. It's not just that it was a future prophecy. It's much deeper. Magid Meireshis Acheris. From the Reishis you come to the Acheris. That in the Reishis you have already the Acheris. So why did he tell us to eat matzah? Which is our own avoid of Bittl, our own avoid of Yiritatah. Because Magid Meleshis Acheres, that's because of the future of Nigla Le Malch Malcham Lachem Akadish Baruch, which is already included in the Reishis. Magid, there is a connection, a flow from Reishis, you get to the Acheres. So he tells us the mitzvah, because the Acheres of Loy Hispik is already begins in your Avaida. Okay, and you know it's Chilasim Besaifan. It's a concept that the beginning is etched in the end, that even in the lowest level of Yira, you already have the beginning of the complete wholesomeness, the complete holistic relationship. In other words, even in that place where you're struggling with Yira, which is called Yira Tato, you already have the Magid Meireshis Acheris from Reishis begins the Hamshachet Acheris because it's only through the Reishis that you can get to the Acheris. That's the nose, Tchilas and Besayfan, and that's the connection between the two answers in the Maimer. First answer in the Maimer, why we say Matzah Zushan Oichel, Mashum Shalayitzbik, even though there was a mitzvah, Right, because we're talking about two separate things, and then the second answer in the Maimir that it's because Magid Mereshes Acheres and the connection between these two answers. This class is brought to you by the Yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net/slash donate.